0: and gentlemen welcome to a brand new edition of over the line that is right adrian mcclain with you yet again so glad to be here this will be your tuesday edition september 15th 2020 always excited to uh to have you guys here as we venture through our new way of doing the podcast. Now, as we go along, I've noticed with the YouTube, which we've got more people moving over to YouTube. So the more we have that happen, the more changes we're going to have to make because YouTube is um, YouTube's in the business of uh, forcing us to do things we don't want to do. Not in a bad way, but, you know, just simple things that we don't want to change that we'll have to change because of YouTube. Um, as we move along with this, the audio is going to start sounding better. We'll start getting more efficient with some of this stuff, but until then, just work with me, Carl. Work with me. Again, September 15th, 2020, Over the Line, your Tuesday edition. And man, there's a lot going on, a lot going on. Now, yesterday's podcast, if you listen to that, if you haven't, I suggest you go back and listen to it. We talked about the shooting over the weekend involving the two officers that were ambushed down in Compton, California, in uh, L.A., if you will. Everybody's been just kind of summarizing that as L.A. I guess Compton is L.A. I don't know. I don't know how all that works. Uh, I'm not up on my uh, Cali geography, Uh, but we've got that. I've got some more to talk about on that front, but we've also got several things that are popping off as we speak. Um... And the big one is going to be what has been dubbed a new dawn of peace, where the president, President Trump, the Arab and Israeli leaders have signed a historic deal in an attempt to bring peace to the Middle East. Now, this is amazing. And this is something, you know, with with everything that's going on and, and how short the attention span is of Americans in general you're not going to find a lot of people that are paying attention to this but this is huge and and this is this is an accomplishment that no other president could pull off at least to, to this level now it is yet to be seen how this will fare and, and what this will how this will play out and, and what other things it will affect but it is a step that no one has accomplished and so what you've got is the president bringing Middle Eastern countries together and saying, hey, let's stop the nonsense. Let's stop the fightings, Let's, uh, let's move forward as two civilized societies. I'm not asking you guys to get together and French kiss and, and accept each other's religion. All I'm asking you to do is open the door economically. If you will open the door economically... The rest will fall into place. The accepting of, 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 of another country and another people's existence will fall into place if you guys can at least be economic partners. And this is Trump's specialty. Brokering a deal. Especially one that's dealing with the economic side of things. So with Benjamin Netanyahu and uh, Arab leaders in the White House today... They signed the historic Abraham Accords. Now, it was an interesting choice of name in this this deal they put together. Because Abraham, uh, for those of you religious scholars, which probably know a lot more than me, Abraham is involved in in almost in most religions, right? Son of Abraham, the children of Abraham. So th- this this is. This showed a sign of unity and people coming together, even though ideology is different, even though religion is different, we can all kind of understand it. We all worship our God, we want to make our God happy, and that we can have our differences on that front, but still get along as God's people. And that's what we have here. This is going to be huge, okay, because this, this is putting the enemies of civilization in a in a bad place and i'm talking about those in tehran the iranian government the mullahs i'm talking about the, the 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 terrorist groups that are running the lives of the palestinians and making sure they stay suppressed you're talking about hezbollah and and others it's going to put them in a bad place it's going to isolate these people in the middle east and, and and the reason this has not been able to get done is because you you've had people in the past that have gone about it all the wrong way the latest instance would be obama he thought he could broker a peace deal by buddying up with iran well you're never going to get anywhere cozying up to iran it's not going to happen you're sending them pallets of cash they're the number one state sponsor on the planet you're sending them pallets of cash what do you think they're going to do with that money dummy that's not the way to do it. So Trump goes to the source and he says, hey, let's, let's uh, figure this out. Iran's not doing any favors. The, the, the uh, groups like Hezbollah are not doing anybody in the Middle East any favors. If anything, they're keeping this stuff divided. They're keeping us at odds with each other. And we're just, we're looking out for y'all. Now this is Trump talking to the Arab countries. Y'all have been going after Israel for how long now? for decades and you can't seem to defeat them you know why that is because the us of a has their back and we're not going to allow you to do anything to israel so you got one or two choices you can keep suffering defeat or you can get on the same page with us and work together so the united arab emirates uh the the israeli government we're all coming together on the same page Starting off with an economic relationship and move into whatever else after that, we will see. But this is huge. This is, this is as close to peace in the Middle East that we've seen thus far. And I think I heard an analogy about this earlier today. It is a, it is a perfect example of the fruits of doing things differently. Democrats and, and liberals and just anti-Trump people hate Trump because he does things differently. He's not your stereotypical president. He doesn't talk presidential. He doesn't use presidential tactics. He doesn't conduct his business in a presidential manner. Well, guess what? Sometimes, no matter what your your policy disagreements are, sometimes you've got to do it differently. When you've got an issue like this that has never been solved by past administrations being presidential whatever that whatever being presidential even means from from bush putting us in endless wars to big Willie getting getting uh hobnobbed in the oval office it's not very presidential if you ask me but whatever what was being done with issues such as this have not worked and common sense tells you if you're trying something and it's not working, it's not producing the desired result, you try something different. Otherwise, you're just feeding into the insanity. Jeez, what you know, the, the definition of, of insanity is doing the same thing over and over, expecting a different result. That's what we've done. That's what we've done with who we've been putting into office for so many years so that's huge that's huge that's stuff that we'll be talking about in the very near future as that deal was signed today and man i, I cannot stress enough how important this moment is for a uh, peace in the middle east it's a it's a big 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 deal what else is a big deal you guessed exactly right. The Big Ten has reportedly decided they are going to play football this fall. That is right. Oh my lord, have mercy! You thought the day wasn't going to come, which I did. I I, I knew this was coming because here's what happens: the SEC's playing, the ACC's playing. This this past weekend, we got our first taste of college football, and what would a 2020 is going to look like with college football no matter what conferences are playing we're just excited the big 10 saw it the big 10 fans the big 10 presidents the the even the players of schools from the big 10 ohio state michigan wisconsin they said you know what we just (laughs) the single fly co we're gonna have to play some football and so word leaks out today that the big 10 has voted And they are going to be playing football this fall. Which is a big deal because the idea had been thrown out there that they were going to start in January or something stupid. Well, if you play in January, guess what? You're not going to be with the rest of the college football world. You're not going to be able to accomplish anything. So what happened was the president of Nebraska, and you can see it in this tweet for those of you watching YouTube Uh, Nebraska President Ted Carter leaked the news earlier that the Big Ten is set to announce its 2020 football plan today. This is confirmed. Polls are closed. Votes are in. Time for Badgers fans and their pals across the league to celebrate. Also, Badgers and Big Ten fans, we wrote recently, assuming others did as well, that you're looking at an eight-game season and a nine-week window, and they'll be in the running for a college football playoff berth. So I have not seen that official announcement from the Big Ten, but that is big news coming from the Big Ten that uh, will possibly get some normalcy in college football, this college football season. And uh, good for the Big Ten because I, I know what was happening with those guys. They, it, it, I felt bad, not for the fans, which I do feel bad for the fans, but more the players than anything. Because you've got players that were that came back for their senior season or they've got only one year of eligibility left and they're not able to play and they're not able to sell themselves to the league, to the NFL, to say, hey, I deserve to be on a team, a starter, a first-round pick, whatever the case is. Joe Burrow, who you know plays for the Cincinnati Bengals now, he was a national champion last year, quarterback for the LSU Tigers. He made the comment, he said, if this, this COVID stuff would have hit a year earlier... He said, um, I, "I would probably be, probably be looking for a job right now, but because I was able to play my season, I was able to sell myself to the league and be a first round draft pick. I guess first overall draft pick. Well, he was the first one, if I'm not mistaken." But big news coming out of the Big Ten, so we'll keep an eye on that and see what exactly happens. I'm, I'm happy for the Big Ten players. I'm happy for the Big Ten fans. All big, big news. Good stuff. What else? Um, we talked a lot about y- yesterday the shooting of the two officers, the ambush of the two officers in in Compton, in L.A., and, and I couldn't help but uh, come across... I, I mean, this... First of all, when it comes to seeing, actually seeing the images, seeing the videos of these officers after they had been ambushed, it hits you a little differently. And and as I was watching some stuff last night as well, it was it 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 was it almost I almost feel like I underestimated what exactly happened. When I talked about it on the show yesterday. Not underestimated, but I felt like I didn't explain it appropriately. It was a much more horrific scene than I gave it credit for. And I had not seen pictures or even video at that time. Uh, but you saw, if you follow me on social media, you saw me post it last night. It was a picture of those two officers uh, with blood all over them. And I said, this right here, this is a photo of Donald Trump's reelection. Americans are not going to sit here and watch one side fail to not just condemn this, but then on the heels of it tell you that they're looking to restrict your Second Amendment even more so if they gain power. Because Joe Biden just in the past few days says, hey, uh, if I'm president, assault weapons are gone, whatever that means. High capacity magazines are gone, whatever his definition of that is. We're watching cops be ambushed. We're watching people get hurt. We're watching cities burn down because of protests. And you, you, you're telling us that you're going to start restricting our right to own certain firearms? Give me a break. America's, America's not going to go for that. I hate to break it to Joe. And I'm not being some dumb knuckle-dragging Trump supporter that's naive to what other people think and feel. I know what other people think and feel. And even those that are that, that that bleed blue, that bleed the Democrat Party, a lot of them are gun-toting people that just want to protect their family and put food on the table. And you're 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 pushing them to their breaking point where they're like, you know, I, I don't know if I can go with this. Here's the video, and and, and this is this will really highlight what. These two officers went through because you had the the female officer, which I believe she was in the passenger seat, she was shot through the jaw shot they were both shot in the face she was shot through the jaw, so she's got blood just pouring down the front of her uniform and then the other officer, the male twenty six years old I believe they had both uh they had both just graduated from uh, a police academy less than a year ago, if I'm not mistaken the other Male police officer shot in the forehead, y'all. He was shot in the forehead, and he's alive. And they're both expected to recover. In, in in what can only be described as a miracle, he was shot in the forehead, and it didn't make its it, it, the bullet didn't make its way into his brain or penetrate his skull or whatever they said. Absolutely, uh, a, a, an act of 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 God is the only thing that could have kept these two alive stunning stunning information so here is the video for those of you watching on youtube this is a video uh, with them when they got out of their vehicles the female officer is tending to the male officer who not just got shot in the forehead but he, he i believe he was shot in the arm as well and she's putting a tourniquet on his arm while she's bleeding out okay while she's bleeding out through her mouth where she had been Shot through the jaw. A- absolutely insane video footage. Now, know y- those of y'all listening on the uh, audio podcast. You can't see this. But uh, the YouTube people. It's stunning. Absolutely stunning to see this. And while this is going on. You've probably seen this footage as well. While this is going on. You've got people off in the distance that are recording as well, because what you saw there was security camera footage, but people recording with their cell phones off in the distance, laughing at the fact that two cops just, quote-unquote, got their wig split. Laughing. Talking about, oh, the pigs got smoked, da-da-da. Sickening, sickening behavior. A sickening mentality. That has no place in this country. Of course you've got your freedom of speech. But that kind of mentality. That kind of mentality is going to get you nowhere. And I don't even want to say what you deserve. For that kind of mentality. Because I will definitely get kicked off of YouTube. But it's sick. These people are sick. They see that kind of stuff. And they're they're not just okay with it; they celebrate it. I wonder. I'm gonna try this real quick and just see if I can get you some audio. If if you haven't heard it, of these people celebrating cops being shot, these these two officers being shot. Let's see if we can look this up. Let's say cheering for cops shot. Twitter's a wonderful thing in the sense of, you know, not really knowing knowing what you're looking for. But it really helps to just be able to put some sort of vague description of what you want. Uh, Well, that didn't work, so I just hyped up hitter, uh, hitter, Twitter. And I don't see, um... I don't see where I'm going to get anywhere with that. Let's try one more time. Let's try one more time. Well, we have the video. I've got the video of the people, which we talked about this, that were outside of the hospital chanting, we hope they die. And I'm not going to play that. It's not even worth it. Uh, I was gonna see if I could find the video of them outside the scene of where the cops got shot at before they got the medical attention, but you can just take my word on it. It's sickening. We don't, we don't want to see it if we don't have to. I just, oh, nothing makes me more angry than that. This country has no place for that kind of stuff. None, whatsoever. So we got that on our uh, on our plate. Uh, we also we also have an analysis by um, by the Daily Caller, and, and it was highlighting some of the protests turned riots that have popped off just over the past month. And I felt it was very important to to bring this up because. Several of these recent protests slash riots across the U.S. have been sparked by the deaths of, not unarmed, but armed suspects. I'm talking about police, officer-involved shootings in L.A., in Washington, D.C., Lancaster, Pennsylvania, all have started protests that got fired up with no facts of the case. And and it just shows you that there is there is no there is no moral equivalence. There is no hey, we're just out here trying to protest and do the right thing. It's blindly protesting anytime a cop shoots anybody for any reason. No matter if they're saving someone else's life or they're saving their own life. It doesn't matter. The latest one, and you probably have seen this video, is um It's in Lancaster. A police officer shoots a guy named Ricardo Munoz. So they call... uh, I'm trying to remember the, the, the... the scenario, but I, I think that the police were called to do some sort of check on Munoz, or if he was acting erratically, or whatever the case was. So they show up. I don't know if this is his mother that initially walks outside or what, but somebody walks outside. Well, then this Ricardo character comes running out of the apartment or the home with a knife in hand. And if you're again watching this on YouTube, you can see this. uh Let's see. Let's. Well, I guess you can't see it. Here we go. So the officer is walking up to the home to do the, the welfare check. It's not a welfare check, but they're going to see what's going on. They get to the door. There's a lady in the door. Not sure who that is. Maybe it's the mom or something. She comes out to talk to the police. Well, when she walks outside, this Ricardo Munoz comes running out with a knife in his hand. The officer then turns around and retreats. Retreats from this guy. Only to turn around and see he is still chasing him with a knife. So the officer turns around and shoots the guy dead. There is no reason for a protest at that point. Am I mistaken? Am am I being insensitive? To say that a guy chasing a cop with a knife deserves to get shot? No matter what the situation, mental health or whatever, this, this is just part of it. <laughs> if you go after a police officer, and really if you go after anybody for that matter, you deserve to get shot. And if those bullets cost you your life, so be it. Tough. But the point of that is, is we've blurred the line between what is an unjustified police shooting and what is justified. Because there is a portion of society right now that wants to completely disarm the police. They want to disarm the police. They, they want to defund the police, but they want to disarm them. That's why you're hearing them call pepper spray, tear gas, rubber bullets, beanbag rounds. They're calling that weapons of war, which is the most absurd thing. It, would we ever want to send our military into a battle my street. with bill mar by the way i don't know what that is would we ever want to send our our military into the battlefield with pepper spray with bean bags of course we wouldn't we would want them to take actual weapons but the democrats have labeled these items weapons of war and they say we need to disarm the police. Police shouldn't have these things. They shouldn't be able to use them on peaceful protesters. Because in their mind everybody is a peaceful protester. There's no such thing as a rioter. There's no such thing as a looter. Everything is a peaceful protest to them. If they can't defund the police they want to disarm the police. If they can't disarm the police, what they want to do is make the occupation or uh, uh, the career of being a, a police officer so unattractive that no one wants to be a police officer anymore. And if you're asking me, I don't see how they're not succeeding in that. I don't have any poll numbers or a, a feel on any how any future p- cops or people that wanted to be a cop when they grow up. I don't know how they feel now. But... If every person that was headed, signed up to go to the police academy told me that they had backed out because they no longer want to be a cop, who could blame them? Who could blame them? They're in these dangerous situations on a daily basis. They don't even have the back of their own government. The support of their own government and any misstep, whether justified or not, any shot they fire to save their own life or others could result in their life being ruined. Could result in them going to jail. To prison. For the rest of their life. That could happen. That's what police officers are faced with right now. And it's disgusting. You take that fact. You sprinkle in these two officers from Compton. Who were shot in the face point blank. And you tell me who wants to be a cop. Anybody at this point. That signs up for police academy that signs up to be an officer is some of the toughest people this country has to offer, is a rare breed of people and are really, honestly, are the people I want patrolling my streets. Those are the cops I want patrolling my neighborhood, because those are some tough SOBs. If you still want to be a police officer at this point, you are a tough SOB. I'll go ahead and give it to you. I'm not even going to... I'm not even going (laughs) to... I don't even have to know who you are. I just got to know that you want to be a police officer. So there's that. We'll be talking more about that in the days to come. Uh, Nancy Pelosi was on CNBC. Is this CNBC? Y'all know Jim Cramer. He's one of these uh, financial analyst guys uh, on... uh, CNBC, I don't even know what his, his uh, show's called, but it, nonetheless, he was interviewing Nancy Pelosi about what uh, uh, what deal uh, could be done with, with Republicans on a, another stimulus package, on a COVID relief bill, because nothing's being done in Congress whatsoever. Uh, neither side, well, I say neither side. The Republicans have a desire or have shown a desire to want to get something done. The Democrats, absolutely not. They have made it 100% clear without outright saying it that they do not plan on any sort of coronavirus relief package or uh, passing any kind of bill in the House until after the election. This is 100% politics. 100%. But Jim Cramer has got Nancy Pelosi on here, and he, he calls her Crazy Nancy Pelosi which I thought was absolutely hilarious. And you, you'll you see the shock on Nancy Pelosi's face. Here, I'll go ahead and, and play that portion for you. I mean, what deal can we have at Crazy Nancy? I'm sorry, I, that, that was the president. I, I, I have such... <laughs> Her face goes blank. But here's what bothers me is Jim Cramer immediately acts like he didn't mean to say it. He's like, oh, no, that's what the president would say. You know, I've got too much respect for the, the speaker's chair, the speaker's gavel. Jim Kramer, man, if you're going to call her Crazy Nancy, just own it, bro. Stick with it. Don't back off. I mean, what deal can we have at Crazy Nancy? I'm sorry. I, that, that was the president. I, I, I have such reverence for the office. I would never use that term. But it is hard. But you just did. You know what I mean. You know I what I mean. I the do. reverence I have do. for the office <clears throat> is the reverence I have for the office. <throat> just stick with it, bro. Anyway, the left's freaking out that he did that. I don't. <laughs> with the nasty things that they say about Trump, if you take one shot at Nancy Pelosi, call her crazy Nancy, it's uh, it makes you a horrible bigoted person. It's also uh, got a uh, touch of of um, um, what's the uh, toxic masculinity with a touch of sexism. That's what I'm looking for. Misogynism. I didn't play I, for those of you on YouTube. I don't think we actually played the visual of that, but just trust me. Nancy's Nancy's face went blank when he called her when he called her crazy Nancy Pelosi. Um, uh, there's other things that we got to get to. One we haven't talked about, and this was a big topic yesterday, were the wildfires. And I've spent a portion of my day arguing with people over climate change, and I could probably. I could probably do an entire show on climate change. We may try to do that tomorrow. Uh, and I don't know if I need to get into all of that today. There's two things I think we can, I can run a whole show on. One is football. Nick Saban in the exit of so many Alabama fans. And the other one is climate change. <laughs> We've got so many instances of of, uh, of climate change being bogus. Now, what happened is Donald Trump met with Gavin Newsom. Remember, he went out to California yesterday. Well, he's been getting hammered ever since because he's like, hey, here's the deal. Your environmental rules are are what is sparking these fires. All it takes is a a cigarette butt or a match or whatever, and because you let these wacko environmentalists call the shots, you guys don't clear brush and and make way to, to, to make sure these fires, when they do get started, get contained. But they... Say nothing other than, well, it's global warming. We can't stop it. We have to put in all these regulations to stop the climate change. That's what's really causing this. Even though time and time and time and time again, we catch people actually starting these fires. These, these fires are man-made. They're not, <laughs> they're not from climate change. Climate change is the biggest scam ever committed on humanity. It's the biggest scam in human history. There there was even a video uh, out of California. A a guy, I guess, walking through this neighborhood and he's got a, a pack of matches in his hand. Well, the lady, I guess, that lives over there, catches him, runs out there, points a pistol in his face, tells him to get on the ground till the cops get there. Because she knew what he was doing. And these are possibly the antifa folks the black lives matter people who knows but they are people that want to it's no it's no coincidence that the terminology has continued to be used burn the system to the ground burn this country to the ground death to america we've heard those terms in these protests so it should be no surprise if the two end up being tied at the hip. Here's the video of the lady catching the guy with the matches, uh, possibly setting a fire to her neighborhood. It's Get on the floor! Absolutely. The floor right absolutely what are you stunning. Doing? Take a gander at this. you passing through. I didn't know Did you light anything on fire? No, ma'am. What are you doing with those matches on your head? I smoke. You smoke? Where are your f-ing Cigarettes you don't want to have matches right now did you light anything up on fire no you're gonna stay right there i got the cops coming it's fine. he's got matches on his hand make sure you snap pictures of him did you go into the house i'm not going to the house where did you come up through highway what are you doing with with the, i with the cigarette on highway. You're smoking a cigarette. That's why you only have matches on your hand. And this dude is politely laying on the ground. Is she's got the gun on Connecting him to the wildfires. Authorities say Michael Bakla was seen lighting a fire behind a house in Phoenix, Oregon. Another man is accused of setting a fire near a Washington highway. A report says he's a regular attendee of defund police rallies in Seattle. Oh, really? Mother Earth is angry. She's telling us whether she's telling us with her. Oh, really? He's a regular attendee for the defund the police rally? <gasps> Shocking. On the Gulf Coast, fires in the West, whatever it is that the climate crisis is real and has an impact yeah let's completely ignore the people that are actually lighting these fires. Let's blame let's blame the industrialized world. yeah out of all the pollution on the planet, we make up about two percent of it and we clean up after ourselves more than any other country. So while we get demonized for not doing our part to keep the environment clean, China China gets our most famous people bowing down to them. Disney, the NBA, celebrities, and athletes alike. If anybody's causing global warming or climate change, if it was real and not a scam like we know it is, China would be at fault. 50% of the world's pollution problems come from China. And guess what? They don't care. They don't care. It's why the uh, the Paris Climate Accord was the most ridiculous thing we could have ever signed because it only held us accountable. Everybody else got to do what they wanted to do. A couple of arson fires among all of these fires burning across the West Coast. But it is this issue of climate change. These fires are getting worse. Every year seems to be worse. Three million acres have burned in California alone. Experts say climate change is fueling these fires and has been for years. But people started nearly all of them. One fire in Oregon is under investigation (laughs) as an arson. Climate change is the culprit for all these fires. But, uh, uh, you know, people, individuals actually start. (laughs) I'm not. I'm not gonna do this anymore. I, I. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do a whole podcast on climate change. I'm. I'm not gonna play any more of that because I'm gonna have to use it later. No, I don't, don't want to have to be replaying stuff. It's crazy. It's. It's almost. You. You start to wonder. Do these people hear themselves? Do Democrats and members of the media hear themselves when they talk? I'm I'm hoping they don't because if if you're saying that and you know how absurd it it sounds and you're still saying it, then that is a mental issue. All right, last but not least, before I get out of here, you don't want to miss this. Speaking of the fires, remember they're blaming uh, one of the um, w- one of the big fires on a gender reveal party they had. Um, uh, something that blew up and it caused uh, fires or whatever. I don't even know the status on that. That that may have been a hoax as well, for all I know. But there was one guy, and this this is my plea to you guys. Stop with the gender reveal stuff. It's only causing bad things. White people, you're the one that started this. It is your job to stop the gender reveal stuff. In this instance, this, uh, this is from The Sun. I saw this on Twitter. They've got, uh, it's a, it's a guy and a, his, his wife and then their little daughter. And they've got these tubes, which I guess are, are kind of like, um, they, they pop out confetti. They, they pop out, they blow out the powder once they twist them off or whatever. And it's obviously going to be blue or it's going to be pink. Because, you know, since we're following the science, we know there's only two genders. Um, and when they do it, they're supposed to do it simultaneously. Homeboy's got his upside down, and ends up hitting himself right in the nads with his gender, with his gender reveal gimmick. Watch this! Watch this! Four, four, three, three, one. One. Oh! Oh God! Hmm. Oh, Bill! What are you doing, bro? Bill got it right into the nerds. Everybody thinks it's, uh, thinks it's funny. You gave it to me the wrong way. <laughs> Poor guy. This is uh, this is why we can't have anything nice. It's why we can't have anything nice. Mostly because of white people. That's what uh, Black Lives Matter and uh, Andrew McClain, that's what we can agree on. White people know how to really ruin stuff. Take a good... Th- white people know how to take a good thing and, uh, and ruin it. They're just so extra. Why are white people so extra? That's all I'm asking. We'll have a brand new podcast for you tomorrow. Make sure you share this show with your family and your friends. And subscribe to our YouTube. If you're watching this on YouTube and you're not currently subscribed, what in God's name is wrong with you? If you look down in the corner, right uh, over here, I believe it's over here, there's a little square. It says over the line. Move your mouse over there, click it, and you could subscribe like that. If you're on your phone, just click the little bell notification and subscribe and all that. Y'all know what you're doing. I don't have to tell you. Also, check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and social media at Andrew McLean, who on Twitter, at Andrew McLean, who on Parlor, and then over the line on Facebook. That way, you don't miss anything at all. You get it all. Until next time, y'all be good. Stay away from the gender reveals, and see you, cool.